don't know. Let's just hope that they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's not go there yet. Let's um. <laughs> I was talking to a friend and I said I just want them to find them, and she said, "Sweetie, they're not gonna find them." That just made me so angry because so I'm just gonna be left here with this. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just gonna be left here with with like so they get to go free and go about their life and possibly attach someone else and I'm here to left with the, left with the aftermath of this pool that's not cool to me that's not okay so I understand Kamala Harris face Zion Williamson face I'm glad you started there I'm glad you started there Let, let's have this chat shall we Shall we? Duke-UNC, probably one of the better rivalries in the sports. I always said I wanted to go to a Duke-UNC game. but uh, Nigga, did you see the prices? I was just about to say, I don't think I'm paying those prices for a college game. Comparable to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Not for college kids. I'm not mad I wouldn't be mad if Zion decided not to play another game for Duke as much as I love Duke as much as I love Coach K like uh, there was one person there that paid $10,000 to get in Obama was there Spike Lee Floyd like and I ain't seeing none of that money aside from I get to you know wake up tomorrow morning and go to like Ecom 101, <laughs> and and then I got to go to practice after that, and then I can't even get a job, and then I can't even, like, nah, nah, it's not it's not right, and it's not fair, and I wouldn't blame the kid if he didn't play another game for Duke. It doesn't matter to me what happens, Final Four, NCAA Tournament, March Madness, I don't care. You know why? Because I'm not going to put my body in jeopardy when you niggas ain't even giving me a dime for all the revenue that I'm bringing in. To the university, I gotta wait. Drafted, hope that I get drafted number one. Hope that I stay in good health. Hope that I stay at top of my game, so I can go in the first round, so I can get the ends that I deserve. Like nah, I'll sit this one out. And he's a big guy, so you're talking about a knee injury on a on a big heavy guy like that. Like n- no, I saw Zion. That. If you're listening, sit. I saw somebody say, as uh, as his pops, I wouldn't let him play another game for Duke, pretty much saying your same sentiment. Um, my question to you is, does this hurt his draft stock if he is hurt nope. more than they let off? Nope, I don't think so. I think we've seen enough of the high school, um, enough of it on a collegiate level. You pretty much know what you're getting, a big athletic – 19 year old that can if he's in the right situation can be one of the bigger superstars in NBA history like that's already like we've seen we've seen enough and we're not it's not like it's November where it's just like a couple of weeks in you know what I mean like the college season is basically over you know March Madness is a week or so upon us you know what I mean like I think 
GMs and owners and scouts or whatever have seen enough of, of, of Zion to be like, yeah, if we got the number three pick and he's right there, you know, we're going to go ahead and take him. This? Right, niggas are niggas are grabbing. <laughs> <laughs> I am probably playing all of two seasons in the league. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely think that he's still top three, probably even number one still, without a doubt. Now, being. Uh... Not even devil's advocate, but if I'm his uh, agent, his manager, his pops, whatever have you, I'll be using all that as my bargaining. You saw what we did for ticket prices for a college game. Yeah. You got the highlight tapes. You got all that other stuff. Um, People are coming to these games for hype. Yep. And... We, we had this conversation before about college kids not being paid up here, and that's a perfect example of the system just milking these, these young athletes. Yep. Yep. You're talking about an, an industry and the NCAA that's right up there with the National Football League, but the kids see none of that. Like, you'll have the coaches getting several M's, athletic directors, presidents, but then the kids who are bringing all the attention, the sponsors are saying, "Yeah, put our, you know, put our our emblem on your jersey because of this kid." Like they see none of that. It's just I don't I don't I don't see how people don't understand that fight. Sponsorship dollars is funny because. Uh... There were a couple people that took advantage of uh, him busting out of his shoe. Puma, on their social media account, said wouldn't have happened Puma if they had Pumas. Puma and, went for it all. And Nike saying, you know, we're really sorry about what happened, but I heard uh, Nike stock took a crazy dive because of that. Yeah, it cost them $3 billion. Jesus. But they are worth like $130 plus so three billion is probably like a little blip in the grand scheme of things, but yeah, their stock plummeted and dollar amount was three billion. Also, that was Paul George uh, signature shoe. I wonder what that's going to do for his uh, <laughs> <laughs> his line that he got going on that Nike. That ain't right. You didn't have to shout out Paul like that. I know it is so weird because somebody mentioned that. I hope that wasn't the shoe he was wearing when he broke his leg during the uh, summer games. But I don't think he had the shoe at that time. I feel like he just got this shoe maybe a few years ago. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. But not. Nike is saying that he had worn those shoes a couple of times. They were a bit worn out. It's not really like, you know, how NBA players, they change They wear, you know, a different shoe every single game. Um, Nike's story is that Zion had worn those shoes a couple of times and they were a bit worn, so... I would think uh, I'm not buying that because I would think I um, mean either. <laughs> me either. Like I would think these colleges are getting way more sponsorship deals because they can get like if UNC and I'm not using it because of the the rivalry, even though it fits. But if UNC gets whatever Jordans they want, I could assure you, Mike is making sure they have a fresh pair. Like yeah, not- Nike is sending them shoes every every week. Like they, 
I'm not buying that either. I'm not buying that either. But I don't know. That's their story. Paul George has been balling out, so it's like, you know. <laughs> you know, maybe they were a little bit worn. If he's out there getting it. And his little PG signature. What number he at? Two, I think? Three? Let me, let me, let me just comment on what type of steroid is Zion on for him to bust out of his sneaker off of a slide? Bust out your entire sneaker off of a slide, bro. That nigga had the fresh That nigga's a freak of nature. (laughs) 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 So people saying that Nike's gonna have to give him a bag now for that, you know, that little mishap. If Mikey, if if Nike is smart, which I I know they are, they use this in their favor. They do a commercial making a mock of it, make like making um making light of it. But you use this to work in your favor. You don't let somebody else beat you to the punchline and yeah. use it against you. Yeah, yeah, they gotta be on top of this ASAP. Especially if you don't play another game, like y'all gotta come. I gotta rectify this. So you 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 say you're okay with him not playing another game and just waiting? Yeah, out. I and I'm a Duke fan. I'm a fan of you know Duke University, and I would like us to go all the way and win it all. But the way the college system is set up is not right, and you know he's he's compromised right now, and I don't think he should compromise himself further with the draft coming up in about three or four months, and you know him investing all of those years. All the blood, sweat, tears, sacrifices. Your moment is now. And, you know, don't compromise that. Nigga, if I pay $10,000 to see a nigga for 36 seconds, me and that nigga gonna have a problem. Bruh. Bruh. You paid $10,000, you probably could have, you know, probably didn't matter. Nah, it, nah, it wouldn't matter. Because I wouldn't pay $10,000 nah. to see no other collegiate <laughs> athlete. Oh, no, it matters. <laughs> that's, that's gotta suck, though. That's got to suck. People travel from, like, Seattle, all over the nation to come see that game. Paid them ridiculous prices. And it wasn't even competitive. Like, that. that's a real rivalry. And it's usually very competitive. And Zion going down in the first 33 seconds, and then UNC was like, oh, yeah. It, it, it showed that, um, obviously, where Duke uh, favored his presence, and yeah. didn't really have a plan for what's going to happen if he's not, yeah, not here. If he's not here, yeah. yeah. And that's surprising from Coach K that he hasn't, um, you can tell they rely so heavily on yep. Zion's talent. Zion being there, yeah. yeah. But they really did. It, they were just like dribbling the ball. Whoever had the ball would just like dribble it out, drive, and it would be some stupid shot thrown up. It wasn't hitting threes. It was really like discombobulated. It was it was annoying to watch. I didn't watch the second half. I was like, I already the writing's on the wall here. I, I already know how this is gonna end. So you know, yeah, I'll I get see, an extra hour and a half of sleep. Good after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I definitely <laughs> definitely didn't watch past the first half. So yeah, I already knew how that story ended. Are there any rivalry games that you have been to in any other sport? No. No. 
I went to a, sucks, I went to a Yankees Red Sox game. I brought the tickets on StubHub the day of the game, but it wasn't like for the playoffs. It was just a regular, regular game. What was that atmosphere like? You've been to baseball games prior to that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was a very different. Um. Yeah, I was I was in the building when A Rod hit his 300 home run or whatever, 500, whatever, when he was a Yankee. Um, mm-hmm. Literally walked in while he was hitting it. That was cool. Um, cool story. I want to go to a Yankees Red Sox game in Boston though, because I know that's going to be ridiculous. hell no, bro. Nah, that's 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 got to be like on another level. Okay. On another. Sure, we get back home. Nah, it's funny you say that because we we were actually sitting next to Boston fans and like it's fun like being able to talk trash to people and uh it was a, it was a couple and they, they, every time the Yankees hit a home run or something we would like we would be getting on these Boston fans <laughs> sitting in that section. And we were like yeah, it's not too late to go buy a Yankees hat and the guy was like mortified. Um I want to go to a Lakers-Celtics game. I want to go to a a Dallas-Giants game. Um, But Duke-UNC was high on that list of something that I wanted to do before I passed, just as a sports fan, wanting to see it live. Do you think that the Celtics-Lakers are still a rivalry thing? No, it's more so for uh, nostalgia for me. Okay. Just because it's a storied uh, rivalry. Like a historical, yeah, I get you. I mean, some of the newer rivalries, like the Boston Sixers, that would be something worth looking into. Um, There isn't really much rivalries like that in the new NBA. Like, Sixers are. Embiid and Rep or in Russ, that would be a nice uh, game to go see too. Yeah, and it's so weird now because a lot of these guys are like friends, or you know, competition out of it's still very you know sort of friendly. Even with the the Warriors and the Cavs, like that was an ongoing thing for four years, and you would think that, but it was just that one year that it got kind of chippy between you know that that year that. Draymond just kicking everybody in the nuts, <laughs> and then you know him and LeBron got into it into that little thing. But since it like it hasn't really been a thing since then. It's just been a very friendly competition. It's just weird, but you know you get your little moments of like you know Russ, um, Chris Paul, Rondo, you know. But there's no real rivalries in the in the NBA right now. I think there's some people in the league that try to restore that feeling. Right, cool. Um, well, Draymond for sure tries to restore that feeling. Um, yeah. And B sometimes he tries to. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. If he, I don't know if he's a troll as much as he tries to restore that feeling. But <laughs> Russ, Russ, yeah, I, Russ definitely be on it. The, they had the game versus the Kings. Uh, the Fox kid, De'Aaron Fox, was like, he's the fastest point guard in the league or whatever. So during the game, Russ had this end-to-end fast break type thing. He was like, yo, Fox, yo, Fox, I'm the fastest. I was like, you got to chill, B. But yeah, he always brings that 
super competitive edge. And he can tell, he's like, we're not friends. I'm not friends with any of these niggas but my teammates, which is not exactly true, but that's how he approaches games. You don't really get that feeling from the rest of the superstars in the league. I respect that. And that's, I think that's my biggest issue with today's basketball is that there is no, there is none of that competitive like we all buddy buddy we all can like yeah. I remember yeah. watching um sports not just basketball but sports period where nigga no I'm not shaking your hand at the half I'm not dapping you up before the game I mean we here yeah. to we I'm here to win I'm here to beat you niggas and that's the, that's it So do you think like all of the off court opportunities have kind of you know, help move them towards like a more friendly, like the HBO thing that LeBron has. Um, Kevin Durant now has this show on ESPN plus. Um, these guys are, you know, using each other for all of these off court opportunities. Do you think that makes it harder for them to be super competitive on, on the, on the court? You're leading into me. You're leading me into the next thing, and that's the All Star Weekend. But yeah, I think because we see these niggas working out with each other over the summer and like bowling with each other over the summer, there's they don't have that. You know, I'm here to compete against this nigga mentality. So when they do get together, it's a oh yeah, we were just partying. Oh yeah, you know, you, you my man, fifty grand. Like, um, yeah. In in All Star Weekend, like even in the even in the draft, why would LeBron select KD first? Yeah, yeah. I get it. Want to compete? I I get it. You want to compete, but also you don't want to compete. Not that way. Because Kevin Durant is arguably the the best player on that draft. Like, who's better than KD? You know what I mean? Like, you give me 20 guys and KD is, is in the midst of those 20, I'm definitely picking KD first as LeBron James. You know what I mean? He's not trying to compete. He's not trying to go against them. You're like, I did this for four years. Like, I, I ain't trying to do this on the weekend of fun. But, but that goes to your point. Like, he wasn't trying to really, you know, compete. It was just, let's play. I saw, I saw a lot of people say um... – People don't want to admit it, but LeBron really didn't doesn't want the KD smoke. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's he's been seeing that smoke the past two years in the finals. Like he he trying to get a break from that, and he's probably going to meet him in the playoffs if he does. If they do make it to the playoffs, you know he's activating playoff mode because they're outside of the playoff picture right now. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. If they squeeze in, they'll meet Kevin Durant and the Warriors in the first round. You know, he's like, you know, he's a little tired of competing against KD. I mean, do, do you like the new layout of the All-Star game? I do. I do. I don't mind it either, uh, East versus West. But like I said, if we didn't see these niggas – Balling with each other in the summertime, like like out of um out of season workout, like working out together, it'd be more of an allure to watch the game. Although it's still entertaining, it's like, fam, come on. Yeah, I think they should incentivize it a little bit, like how they do it in the MLB. Maybe it's so it can be a bit more competitive and not just you know a bunch of three pointers jacked up and lobs that nobody's contesting. 
I would like to see, you know, the 20 best players in the league, like, really compete against each other. I think that would be a lot more entertaining than just, like, you know, park ball. That's essentially what they're doing. Speaking of entertaining, because we're going to get to the actual <laughs> game itself, but what were your thoughts on All-Star Weekend? I did not see Friday's festivities. I don't know what I was doing that I missed that. Um, Saturday, I was out. I did record it. I came back and watched. I skipped over the skills challenge because <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I, I got the notification that Jason Tatum won. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. That's not really that interesting to me. I won't rewatch that. And then I also got the notification that I didn't intend to open that Joe Harris had won the three-point contest. But I was still intrigued because I'm like, yo, there was a lot of great shooters. Like, I want to see what happened. So I did watch that. That was fun to watch. The skills challenge. Um, I wouldn't have watched it either. But the way Tatum won was actually like... Yeah, I saw that. He just like jacked it up and it hit it, it came off the glass and, and went in. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Lucky shot, little boy. Yeah. But um yeah, that was cool. Um the three point contest was entertaining. That was fun to watch. But then the slam dunk, I'm like what is this? Hold on, before we get to the slam dunk contest, a lot of people say stuff like uh disappointed. I'm like, the nigga just missed by one, like yeah, he didn't disappoint. That other dude, he's a really good shooter. Apparently, he shoots like 47% for the season. So, I would like to say that he got lucky, but he can really shoot. <laughs> like, white boy can shoot. <laughs> I, didn't, um, I wasn't expecting him to hit uh, 20 both rounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. That boy can shoot. So, but Steph didn't disappoint. Like like you said, he just lost by one. Um that was fun to watch, but then the like that dunk thing. I don't. They were missing dunks. Dennis Smith was just. So she. He was disappointing. What, we had him winning, right? Yeah. What should we do with the dunk contest to make it appealing and more entertaining? I, we started talking about Zion, and I'm sure he's he might be in a conversation to have in a contest next year. But what do we do to make it exciting? I I would like to say. Just bring some regular people in to, to display a dunk contest, somehow incorporate the NBA players in it, but to just leave it up to the NBA players because a lot of people are not interested because they're not really that creative and there's not many dunks that can be done that we haven't seen already. Um, so, like, bring these professional dunkers in and let them put on a show. You know, like, I don't, if you, I don't know, like, I don't know, but it's not fun. Like, you get an okay year. Once every, you know, three, four, five years, but that's just like, you know, that's not success. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it hasn't been hitting for for quite some time now. I don't know. I would like to see professional dunkers come because they have a lot more creative dunks. Um, I don't see them missing like four dunks in a row. Like, it, that's just annoying. It takes away from the excitement of the potential of the dunk. Yeah, they, that that was really one of the worst. I haven't seen a worse dunk contest since that year when Nate Robinson just kept missing, 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 missing dunks. <laughs> I know how much you hate. Do not talk about Nate that nigga. He's the one that made them implement the the rule change where you only get like three attempts or four attempts or something like that. The fact but, that yeah, that was still really won corny. that dunk contest with all of his misses. No, all his misses. 
Nigga, the purge alarm go off right now. I'm I'm locating Nick Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that alarm ring right now. But yeah, that wasn't that that dunk contest did not do it for me. Sunday's game was it was okay. It's pretty much what we've been getting, you know, for the past ten years. What did you like? The nigga who brought out the fake Tuskegee Airmen. Who was that nigga? Yeah, I didn't. What was the point of that? And he tripped over the stupid plane. He tripped over the thing. <laughs> you barely cleared it, like, and it was diagonal. It wasn't even like it was vertical or something. You barely cleared that joint. Like that was dumb. What an embarrassment to the Tuskegee Airmen. Like <laughs> those niggas are icons in the black culture, and you just embarrassed them. Like that was stupid. Yo, that was yeah. I'd be happy with not seeing somebody use somebody else as a prop again. And like, if I don't ever have to see somebody dunking over somebody else, it'll be too soon. But I'm, I'm sick of it. Yeah, like you. It would have been dope if you just like leaped over Shaq or you know leaped over whoever Quavo or whatever. I don't know. But you like pushing off on him. It was corny. It was really. It was really corny. Really corny. Dennis Smith did disappoint because uh, that nigga had like seven chances to make dunks and he was just like yeah. winded and out of shape. I'm like, nigga, like, yeah, yeah. Do you not practice? Do you not practice the dunk? Was my question. And then I'm like, when <laughs> Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon was dunking, like, had that dunk off that year. Them niggas was one shot. Yep. Yep. That was the last. Good one, I believe. Yeah. How many years ago was that? That was about three or four years ago. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, we. That's. That seems to be the trend. Like a, a a good to okay one every three four years. But yeah, they got to shake ish up for that dunk contest. Is, that ain't working. Is LeBron scared of the um dunk contest? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He should do it his last season. It's like, all right, man, I'm in year 20. What y'all, what y'all want? I've always said the nigga only got that tomahawk, so that's probably why he's never entered the dunk contest. The, dunk, the tomahawk, yeah. and sometimes he'll do a, a pump handle in between the legs. But Yeah. He's been doing that tomahawk from his very first game versus the Kings. St. Vincent, St. Mary. That nigga's been doing that same dunk <laughs> since... <laughs> Steph had a better dunk than most of them niggas. Yo. He did the bounce pass himself with the reverse slam. I was like, okay, Steph. Little bunny. Got the, little bunny hops. The all-star game itself, these niggas shoot threes like it's layups now. Yeah. Yeah. If they could put like a four-point line for the all-star, like that would be okay. That would be cool. Like some half shot incentive, maybe like ten thousand dollars to a charity of your choice. You know what I mean? Like whatever player hits it, I, I don't know. To make it a little bit more exciting, a little bit more interesting. But it's just—it's really just the same thing. Like they out there, like they in the park, and they just you know goofing around. You remember the um the MTV Rock and Jock basketball games? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think if they incorporate like. A one-time thing, like a ten-point bucket or a twenty-point bucket, whatever it is, like you can only use it one time. 
that yeah. that's something to yeah, like something, keep, yeah. keep the game entertaining. But also, I thought they were gonna. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. But why haven't they done uh, end game trades like for the All Star game? Yeah, yeah. Because again, if you're talking about entertaining, but also wanting to keep it competitive, do an in game trade. That's interesting. You gotta print all them jerseys. Oh, jerseys. It... I mean, yeah, it's doable. It's completely doable. They ain't doing that would be another interesting twist. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind that. Steph's a bounce pass to the Greek freak. I didn't think the nigga was going to go get it, first off. Yo, that was the best thing all weekend. Steph had the best weekend. Like... <laughs> Steph was the highlight of the weekend. Between the three-point contest, making that interesting, even though he did lose the jacket that he recreated from when he was there as a kid in 92, uh, the alley-oop to Giannis, that jump was like 15 feet in the air. Yeah, Steph had Steph won. Steph won that weekend. Nothing else mattered. I'm, I'm mad. He was in everything. I'm mad I missed the memo that uh, Chuck and uh, KG were actually calling the game on TBS. I was watching it like a a jerk, listening to Reggie and Chris Webber. On TNT, yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. My sister asked me, she was like, why KG don't get more commentating job? I'm like, Cause the nigga you really him. want KG? <laughs> like, you really want KG calling these games? <laughs> like, I don't think networks would appreciate it that much. Like, it'll be fun for us, but <laughs> nah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't hear nothing KG would say. All you hear was, yo, that, <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's what you hear. You gonna sound like he had a Man, bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> we need that, though. We need, we need some, you know, some spice in the commentating as well, because if you ain't Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, green, Walt. The rest of these niggas is trash. Yeah, I, we need a little, we need a little spice on the color commentating. I'm over the uh, athletes turned commentators. Like, I'm, yeah, Chris Webb is terrible. Chris Webb is God. Chris Webb is terrible. Who's another terrible one? Greg, Greg Anthony. Like, come on. Some of them NBA TV niggas is trash, too. Oh, yeah. Some of them NBA TV niggas is trash. I want to um, stay in the vein sports talk and talk about Caps um, winning his collusion. Round of applause, first off, for Cap and uh, Ed Reed. Um, in that case against- yeah. In that case against the NFL. But I got a bunch of questions I wanted to ask you. Okay. Do you think Cap sold out? One. No. You don't think he sold out? No. Okay. One reason why I asked, well, there's more to it than think he sold out. He got paid for what he got paid for what he was supposed to do because they did blackball him. 
But if it, let's say. Yeah, he, I mean, he was suing them to get paid. No, no, no. Okay, so let's say he does get on the team next year. And Anthem comes and he's standing up with his hand over his chest or whatever have you, not kneeling. That's what I mean by will we think that he's sold out or like will we just never know until that happens? Um, I don't know because you could look at it from both ways because his initial purpose was to bring awareness to racial injustice and police brutality against African-Americans and other minorities. Um, and he has. Like, it's gotten national attention, straight up to the president, right wing. Like, everybody was to, everybody knows who, who Kaepernick is, knows who Kaepernick is because of this protest. So awareness is made aware. <laughs> um, but then to actually have your hand on your heart, pledging allegiance. I don't know. I don't know. I, I will say this. Whenever, in any case, it says it's confidential or undisclosed, you better believe yeah. that person got yeah. paid. Yeah. that's. I told Mel that. I was like, that nigga got money. He can't disclose it. He got money yeah it's like that lebron nike contract he got yeah. money yeah money money and I, but now in the nfl they give you that option to stay in the locker room you know during the anthem so people don't have to see you you know quote unquote kneeling or just sitting down so maybe if he does get into the get back to the league maybe he'll go that route hopefully i don't know like, I don't know how it would feel to see him, you know what I mean, like, standing there with his hand on his chest during the national anthem after all of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's the, the part that I was thinking about was, okay, well, where do we go now, Cap? Like, what happens now? Like, do you want to play football or are you good? Like, because you got your guaranteed money. You got a lot of your guaranteed money and you just won this um, collusion case. So... You're set on a, the financial aspect of it. Where do we go from here? Do you keep um, protesting? Does that mean you don't stay out? You don't stay in the locker room, but you do actually um, come out and kneel? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's expected of the people for Kaepernick. I don't know what his expectations are for himself. It's, it'll be interesting to see play out, but. Yeah. There's a lot of. Do you teams. think? Do you think him getting an NFL contract was part of the part of the victory? This is what I'm saying. With everything being disclosed, we don't know what the language was in that agreement. Like, and that's yeah, because. Go ahead. No, no, good, good. Yeah, I was just thinking because, like, a day after it was announced that he won this collusion case top of the headlines on all these sports shows is like, "Where does Kaepernick land?" And I'm like. Okay, that's never been that hasn't been a story in like two years. Like, where does Kaepernick land? So, just that language alone, kind of from like sports television shows, had me to think what well, might have been part of his, you know, the him winning. Like, I need to be playing in the NFL and I need to go out on my terms, you know, talk to your owners and open up the floodgates. Because him playing in the NFL kind of it was, it was. 
that was on the back burner for like the last year and a half. I yeah. think everybody pretty much, you know, concluded that he would never play another game in the National Football League. But then after he won, it's like, oh, where does Kaepernick land now? What teams could possibly be going? And I'm like, okay, like why all of a sudden would teams be going after him now? Like he's been he's been available for the last two years. But so that 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 language led me to believe that he might, you know. That's part of my question in the saying, do we think that he sold out? Um, I, by, no, by no means I'm calling Kaepernick a sellout. I'm just starting conversation for those listening. Um, yeah. I don't think he sold out, though. I don't either. I, yeah, I think he accomplished everything he set out to. To bring awareness to social injustice. Um, and, you know, when, when, when the league blackballs him, he's like, yo, y'all doing me unfair and I want my ends. And he got this collusion case, and he won. So I, I don't think he, I don't think he's a sellout. He, I think he's, I think he's a winner. He's the biggest winner of twenty nineteen so far. You That's ask me. Like a black man went up against a multi billion dollar industry, and won. That's a fact. Like, yeah, I, nobody can call Cap a sellout. But what if, what nobody. if the language, and I'm only doing this. Because we have a podcast. Yeah, I get talk. it. Yeah. Uh, what if the language in his thing was like, oh, well, yeah, we'll pay you. But if you come back, we want you, you know, yes, Massa, uh, on the front lines, the national anthem, no more kneeling. But he, he, said, he said before, if a team, I think one of the questions a reporter asked him, would you, you know, would you uh, continue to process the national anthem? And he's like, well, I don't really know. Like, I set out, I protested because I set out to, you know, do one thing and it's getting the attention that I wanted to get. So I don't need, I don't know if I need to do it again next year. So, like, I don't even think that this protest was going to be an ongoing, you know, to the end of his career type thing. I think he just, you know, used it a couple of couple of seasons, maybe not, maybe not even a couple, probably just one. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But I think he was just, you know, it was just a certain amount of time that he was going to do it and, you know, be done with it. But I do think people will call him a sellout if, if you know, if he's on the sidelines during the, during the national anthem, uh, standing there with his hand on his heart. I I know people will call him a sellout. Which is crazy. There's no doubt about it. Because it he's is crazy. Fighting a fight for however long he put his career on the line. Oh yeah, put his career on the line. His finances, mm. feeding his family. Like he was, he was really out there. But you know, you got a lot of ignorant people out here in the world. So don't don't make shout out to Capital for being in the NFL. Don't make these transitions so smooth for me. <laughs> Go for it. Yo, I'm 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 really trying to <laughs> compose myself. You guys heard that clip we played in the beginning. And the Tony Award. <laughs> Fam. Niggas be out here trying to get awards. I'm telling you. Fam. I was trying to tell you. I appreciate the fact that we haven't touched this topic until now. We really haven't. And, you know, a lot of people jumped on top of Jesse right out the gate. A lot of people, 
you know, was in support, posting prayers, condolences, like, and we really didn't dive into it. But now we're here with new evidence, new arrests, new charges. It's a whole nother story. Yo. This, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up and start from the beginning of this. The fact that as a society we've become so such sheep that um, we we're, we've become sheep and we're lazy. We don't do the searching for information. Mm-hmm. The moment something's posted, it's automatically pick a side, stand on that side. Yep, and if it proves my own personal bias, then, you know, yeah, I was right all along. Feelings over facts. I saw a lot of people posting, doing uh, podcast episodes where they were like, oh, no, this hate crime and blah, 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 and this, that, and just emotionally charged uh, rhetoric. Yeah. If people should stop saying if it's if it's real or not, and have compassion over the person that actually got uh, the victim here. Okay. Yeah, and the language that he used in the police report was no accident. Very intentional. Intentional outrage. Homophobic, nigger, MAGA. MAGA. It, it, all of the phrases that will grab you as a as an African American will grab you initially and just infuriate you. How many people were um? How many groups were brought into this? You got the alphabet L B G. You got mm-hmm. black people. You got uh. On the other side, you got the MAGA people. Mm-hmm. You got um race you got like there were so yeah. many people brought into this elaborate scheme i'm gonna say i hope to god that them saying he did this because he was on un- he was unhappy with his pay i hope that's yeah. a, just a, another made-up story reportedly sixty-five thousand dollars per episode and he's unhappy with sixty-five thousand dollars for 18 episode season Fam. Bruh. <laughs> Hold on, let me just do the math on that. Nigga. Really, Nigga. really quickly. Nigga. 1.1. Okay. You don't want 1.1 for like eight months. Nigga. <laughs> if my job told me, if I, if I wasn't happy with my job and decided to say, I was uh, kidnapped or whatever have you, and I want. I they needed to send ransom money to come get me. Them niggas will look at me like, fam. Uh, if your family ain't got it, we ain't got it either. Next. Yeah. In his defense, just for this part only, um, part of his contract with Empire is that he cannot release music, he cannot perform music while Empire is running. So he's only allowed like a three, four month window 
um, when they're out for summer break and I think like winter break that he can do his music, like perform it, release it, you know, stuff like that. So maybe that could, I understand that part because he can make money on the road and he can make money when he drops his songs or whatever, whatever. So that part of it is understandable. But to lead you to this whole thing, uh, I, I can't. This is where I leave you on the curb. Can like if we if we look at the story all like from the beginning of the story there were holes in the story. Mm-hmm. You tried to send a letter to yourself and true uh 1980s Batman uh <laughs> like <laughs> Did you did you see the movie The Wash with Snoop and um Nah. In the movie to watch, it's a cheap movie, but Snoop and um Dr. Dre did this movie with DJ Pooh, who helps write Ice Cube's um movies. Um there's a part where somebody uh somebody gets kidnapped and a kidnapper's call looking for ransom money, and the actual conversation the kidnap they get on the phone, the kidnappers get on the phone, and they go, Hey, it's the kidnappers. Like, and that's what immediately what I thought about. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw like <laughs> fam okay so the letter didn't work mm-hmm. and you're already in uh, federal you're already in federal offense mode because you you, you got the um, postal service involved now mm-hmm. so you, you're, you're already looking at time for that that didn't work okay so now what do I do Oh, let's make up a story about me being mugged, bleach being poured on me, and a noose being hung around my neck. Yeah, and they're also saying that the scratches on his face were more than likely self-inflicted, which just further disrupts my soul. This <laughs> is like you stood in front of a mirror and started scratching yourself, bro. <laughs> and nothing in your mind was like maybe this is not going to work. Like, is this, this is so weird to me. And this is so, this is like Gone Girl, where she just Niggas. made up his own story about being murdered or like, come on. Fam, let me tell you something. Um, that, that interview he did that we played in the beginning where he's, and I'm supposed to be okay if they don't like. He put on a very, very good performance. He can act. I, I, I didn't even know. Empire was holding him down. He that boy can act. That was a good performance in front of Robin Roberts. What do you think this does for your career now, Jesse? What, what do you? What do you? Yeah. Where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? You gotta make music. All you can do now is make music. Be independent and hope that that you know he makes like a. A world song, something that catches internationally, you know, heal the world, make it a better place type type song. And I don't know. R. Kelly has been thriving in the music industry for years. Maybe he he comes home from jail. He probably won't even get jail time. I don't see him getting jail time. They'll probably give him like a hefty fine and you know some community service or something like that. Oh, that nigga's going to jail. No, I don't think he's going to jail. Yeah, that nigga going to jail. You can't put Jesse in jail. Why not? For scratching himself? <laughs> like, yeah, all right. 
they say it, it has a, a minimum of like one to three years, something like that. Class four felony. Uh, but yeah, I don't see him going to jail. But maybe he, just, you know, maybe he's hoping that something clicks in the music industry and he just takes off as an artist. Bam. If that were the case, and that was the other thing in the story. Check out uh, my music, like, like, fam, like, that yeah. was really your approach after your alleged assault he's was. A, check out my he's music. He's a gay Tupac. He's a gay Tupac. I didn't understand that. Either. I don't. I, I. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, what? What exactly were you hoping to get from this? Were you trying to be like? This generation's Martin Luther King. Were you supposed? Were you trying to be like uh, this head figure in a civil rights movement or something? Like I don't, I don't really see what he was, where he was going with this. Like, what were you going to do? He wanted to be the voice for, and you, if you don't see this play coming a mile away, he wanted to be the voice for uh, hate crimes against gay people. And if, if even if it wasn't to bring, um, using his situation. He wanted to be like that was another means of popularity. We said tugging on the heartstrings of people. He used all the right words to be the face of this hate crime. Openly gay guy. They said Yeah, Man. but there were ways to go about doing that. I, I, all you had to do was a documentary. I agree with you. I agree like, with you. That's the thing to do. You do a documentary, you bring awareness to it. You know, you get on a few shows, do some interviews, and you know, let it take off from there organically. Like, don't don't make stuff up. You got the cops involved. What did you think was gonna happen? I or maybe think- he thought it would be like typical Chicago police. You know, nothing never comes of it, and it'll just, you know, it'll just sit on the back burner of unsolved cases. Okay, maybe that's what he thought would happen. Okay, I- I'll go further and I'll try to shoot him some bail and say. He probably didn't think it was going to go this far. Yeah. He probably yeah. wasn't. Expecting- but then you had like politicians calling for the FBI to get involved. Yeah. And then the FBI got involved and they found out some 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 stuff. And then, it, you know, it kind of went downhill with him from there. I, th- I think it was panic mode. You go to cops and now your police records got phone numbers redacted. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't think that far. Now it's like, yeah. oh, crap. Yeah, this ain't just a uh, you know sweep under the rug. And this in this climate, what he did, of course, of of course, it caused outrage. But what bothers me about rightfully it, so, yeah, it, it, rightfully so. But what bothers me is that you don't understand how poisonous now this is. You got the president. Yeah. Now tweeting, oh, what about MAGA? Like, come on. Yeah. Now this is this is an easy down a pipe out of the park for him whenever something comes up about interrace uh, race relations. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's always gonna be like, but you know, remember Jesse? He wasn't truthful in this whole MAGA thing, and he tried to paint MAGA people as you know, it's. It's gonna be a forever thing now with this, and he really, he. I saw people saying he didn't set us back. He did. He did. He, he, he set back the the gay community, black community, 
because now it's like the boy who cried wolf. Now every hate crime is going to, you know, have to be investigated under a microscope, like real dug into, instead of just, you know, believing the surface of it, you're just going to have to really dive into things. Voices are going to be muddled. It's just, he created a mess. He created a mess. And he has set us back. That part is 100% accurate, that now the people that actually do go through these things, it's going to be like, okay, well, well, we got one situation where this isn't true. Right. It, it felt like a, a, a SVU episode. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You thought it was one thing, and then you started to peel away the layers, and you're like, wait a minute. Okay. Wait, really? Wow. And I knew it was something. When they let the brothers go, I was like, yeah, th- this ain't this ain't nothing. They got this nigga. Yo, people were pulling for Jesse up until... His arrest. Yeah. Oh, but what about the the police? Y'all, y'all don't know. All of a sudden, y'all trust police records, right? First off, uh, he brought them into it. They only cover up their own stuff. When they kill people, they cover yep. up themselves. Yeah. They, they, they had nothing to gain. They had nothing to gain from Jussie's story. Yep. And the, the black superintendent, whoever he was at the press conference, you could tell like he was just totally embarrassed. He was. I felt bad for him because he got to like face his white colleagues. Like it's just, it's just a, an annoying story. It's but really terrible. He, he, now you're giving not just oh I forgot. Now you're making the police look bad. The city of Chicago, whoever lives in Chicago, mm-hmm. now it's like fam. All yep. these people's lives are now affected by you being unhappy with your pay. Which is sixty five k per episode. I really hope that that's not why he did this. Those are his words. No, but you know how <laughs> you know how something happens and you just keep saying, I, I, this can't this this can't be the truth." Yeah, it got it got to yeah. be something. Every time I think about this story, I'm like, "There's, there's no way, there's no way this guy sat in his apartment." And thought of this plan to mail something with like Motrin, crushed up Motrin or something in it, like, and then hire. You want to use Maza? Like, why wouldn't you just hire light skinned people or white dudes? Like, why would you hire black ass Nigerians? Like, what is wrong with you? Yo, that's the valence video. I'm like, this nigga, like, Again, hey, it's the kidnappers. That's all I. That's all I keep thinking about. <laughs> it's like, the dumbest thing. Two o'clock in the morning, going to subway. Nigga still had the subway sandwich. <laughs> uh, you you got beat up, picked up your sandwich, and went upstairs, scratched your eyes out, and then like called your manager, like, "Yeah, it just happened. What should I do?" Like, I don't. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, you're a psychopath. Fam, what Subway sandwich is that fire that you got to get it at 2 o'clock in the morning? You got to get it at 2 o'clock in the morning. And then you picked it, and you got punched in your face, and you picked up your sandwich? Nigga. (laughs) Nah, bro, that nigga's a psychopath for real. They probably gonna put him in a mental institution of anything. Nigga, I ate my sandwich that smelled like bleach because it was poured on me. 
with the noose still hanging around my yo, this with the yo. noose still around your neck. Like you walk in your building with the noose around your neck and your bleach sandwich. So yeah. Come on, Jesse. If that nigga would have said Chick-fil-A, then I would probably be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Two o'clock in the morning. Something else. In and out burger, something like Subway. That meat, that deli meat ain't real, but Subway meat is <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is, bro. That nigga waited to two o'clock in the morning to get a whole bunch of lettuce, shredded lettuce and tomato, and like <laughs> two, two things of meat from Subway. <laughs> Oh man, Jesse! If if Empire, I, I swear the people. Nigga said Lee Daniels wrote this whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised. When I heard that, I was like, mm, but then I, it took, I was like, the story is crazy enough. Why not? Why not? I, I would not. He went that. off. He had that video, and you know he was cursing, and crying, and. Spitting and whatnot, like I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure the writers are working overtime to write this nigga out. Oh, this nigga's gonna be dead. Like, yeah. Just how they killed, just how they killed Roseanne off her own show. That nigga's gone. Yeah, heart attack. I think Empire's supposed to come back in like three weeks, so they got a little time. Work that nigga right out the rest of the season. Yeah, then that nigga's gone. And he's done. He's done. 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 Did you watch uh, Abducted in Plain Sight? Since we're talking about weirdos, I did not. And I said I would finish it, but I, I don't. I don't know. You you didn't have to finish it. What part did you get to? I can't even tell you. Was it like chopped up into episodes? No, it's 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 one. Hour, I think an hour and a half. Yeah, I probably got like twenty five minutes in. That's all you need to see. If you, it, did you get to the point where yeah. uh, they told you that he was um that he had slept with the parents? Oh, what? Yeah. See. <laughs> see? <clears throat> yeah. Wait. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Okay. Nigga told the father they were riding the car. He gonna tell the father, "Hey, I'm I'm just so stressed out. You know, I got a um, I I I got an erection. Could you uh, could you give me some relief?" <laughs> 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 oh, and the Is that normal? Do guys get an erection when they're stressed? The father's done. I thought it would be the opposite. Gonna say. Yeah, well, you know, I thought it was weird, but you know, I, 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 I reached over and I helped him out. I'm like, fam, what? Okay, and then the wife going get on talking about some. Yeah, he uh he touched my breast and I had never felt like that before, and you know we started an affair, and uh I'm like, fam, all right, wow, wow, so you slept with both the parents just to get to the daughter. And that worked. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. I have no retort, clap back. You saw the part that where the nigga un- said he was that coming is to take unbelievable. Her, he was coming to take a horseback ride, and the mother was like, Whoa, mm-hmm. she's got school. And he was like, Don't worry, I'll take her. Fam, huh? Yeah. 
parents are stupid. The parents are completely stupid. Nah, That's you, just dumb. You didn't miss nothing. You said you only saw 25 minutes. You didn't miss nothing. Are you letting your daughter ride anywhere in a car with another man? Damn. Because right. I saw that on another show. Right. Um, carpooling. The the husband was in charge of like the carpooling. His wife had died, and he took over. All right, I, I'll I'll put it to you like this: the nigga told the father he had some psychological issues, and his psych his therapist told him that he needed to um, be around young girls to help him cope. So the father. Let him sleep okay. in the bed with his daughter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk about psychopaths. Yeah. Okay. That nigga's retarded. Sleep in the bed with your daughter? Fam. Okay. That nigga's... I was, I was looking at the thing and Tiffany like kept telling me to pause it because she was like, why would they wait a week to call the police? Fam. I'm asking the same, like, I'm not waiting a week. Would you got 24 hours to file, file a missing person report? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even waiting that long. I'm at the police station just waiting for the, the, the time to tick down. Like, Damn, I'm here. Well, <laughs> like, can yeah. I make the report yet? Can I make the report? Yeah. I'm good? Like, come on. A week? Nah. Them niggas is retarded. <clears throat> yeah, they, they, uh, yeah. That joint, yeah. Wow. You're not going to show up to my house and tell me you're taking my kid, my daughter, away with you by herself. And I tell you, it's a school night, and your retort is, oh, don't worry, I'll take her to school. Yeah, is that, like, is that white people stuff? No, no, that's 100% white people stuff. Yeah, because I... I mm. I have no words. <laughs> I have no words for that. That's crazy. A hundred percent white people stuff. <laughs> oh man! And wow. The, the thing was, oh well, he's a good guy. We don't think anything happened, but you waited a week to call the police. I saw somebody make a joke <laughs> and say, "If if you if." If you having sex with me and my wife, nigga, that's the first line of defense. How we let you get <laughs> like I'm the sacrifice. How I let you get to my right. Right. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. White people. Nigga. Do better. I saw you say this was a bad black history month. <laughs> Yo, is it not Burberry now? Add them to the list with the news hoodie. Do you think these people are doing this for strategic marketing? They know this stuff is going to get outcries and get their name in uh, the news. Do you think they're purposely doing this? They can't be this oblivious. They can't. They can't be this dumb in this this climate. Um. Well, these are European designers, so they're not here. Um, I do believe that they know these things exist. Like, these are real things, like a noose and blackface. 
um, maybe they don't believe, maybe they don't know the historical effects, like what it means to black people historically, how traumatic it is for black people historically. Um, maybe they don't understand, they, maybe they don't understand it to that extent, but um, that's not our fault. Like, you have to educate yourself. And um, you have to, you know, create without being offensive. But with that being said, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know what more black people need to just go to Louis Vuitton and, and, you know, mess with Virgil. Let him hit his, you know, year-end commissions and I don't know, because these other people, these other designers, they really don't get it. Yo. Maybe they don't even really care deep down from the bottom of their heart. They probably don't really don't care about offending black people. Um, they probably don't want black people to wear it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's crazy. Shout out to Louis. Um, hopefully, you guys don't get caught doing nothing stupid in between the time we record this and it's put out. But shout out to Louis for being ahead of the curve for having a black person as the head of design. One and two. Now y'all in a position to completely distance yourselves from everybody else. So let me ask you this real quick: if 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 Virgil had designed that that black face sweater. Would would we have been as offended? Yeah, because because it's coming from a Virgil's black. You know better. Yeah, Virgil, how dare you? If that if if that was him, how dare you think this was okay as an African American designer? How dare you? Yeah, you know what I think too. People would have jumped on that Louis Vuitton boycott quicker than they did on the Gucci one. Absolutely, because it's a, because it was because it's a black man. A hundred percent, and that's the sad part. A hundred percent, sad part. But uh, yeah, speaking of Gucci, Giannis was at the All Star Game Saturday. Yeah, with a, with a Gucci hoodie. I'm like Giannis, nigga, you're on social media. You ain't know. Yeah, he, he, What's wrong with you? Him. I got the same smoke for Little Wayne. I got the same smoke for uh, Still for Floyd. Yeah, I've yeah. been over Wayne. I've been over Wayne. Y'all yeah. yeah. niggas can't be so caught up in your bubble that it don't matter to y'all. It, it can't be a oh I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do anyway. Nah, no. Yeah, no. Wayne Wayne been canceled to me on the album. If these boycotts weren't so uh, microwavable, where we're mad for a day and then we're over it the next week because mm-hmm. something else is offending us. Um, they would be more substantial. But, yeah, I I see T.I. more frequently saying F Gucci, F Prada, F this, F that. Like, if if that's the case, I don't know what he does in his personal time. But if he, even like 50, burnt, uh, burnt his stuff or gave his stuff away, then I'm like, okay, this boycott's real to you. And you're not just doing it for an apology. Yeah, I saw um, Jason Mitchell, the actor that played Easy E and Shred of Compton. He did a video with like holding Gucci socks, and he was like fake crying, like he had just bought all his Gucci stuff, and 
you don't know what to do. They're like, I'm like, yo, if <laughs> if you don't get it, get it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't gonna hold you. It was just, it was just really weird to me. I it was really you. weird. I was a, I was always a fan of Burberry. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, can I afford Burberry? I, if I wanted to get something from Burberry, I, I, I'd be okay. Am I going to go purchase Burberry now? No, because now it's like, fam, I really did support your brand. I got the cologne sitting mm-hmm. in my dresser right now, and I'm like, yo, I need to get, mm-hmm. I can't now. Why? Not because of a fake outrage, but it's like, we said integrity check last week. It's like, fam, I can't, if, if you're so oblivious to how you're affecting me, I now have to take the power in my hands and be like, no, this is right. not okay. Right. And you can't be expressing outrage over something that you're not yourself participating in yeah. or you're not willing to go to distance. Yeah, I got a dope, yeah, I, yeah, I dope Burberry uh, down vest that now I can't wear. Weird flex, but okay. No, nah, it hurts. I said I was a fan. I said I was a fan. You said it. I said I was a fan. You said it. But that's to say, like that—that's where I am with it. I'm not—I'm not gonna say, oh well, I'm—I'm gonna join the Gucci thing because I, I don't have no Gucci and it's fine because it's easy for me. It doesn't matter to you if, if it's if it's not a a national outcry or outrage. It affected you personally, so that's enough for you to, to be like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not messing with Burberry anymore." Yeah, is that is that what you are? Yeah, hundred percent. Admirable. Admirable. Hundred percent. It's easy to join a boycott when you don't when you're not in a position to uh, enjoy that luxury. Like if someone said, right. "Oh, we're boycotting uh, Rolls Royce and Bentley," it's easy for most people. To be like, "Oh yeah, I'm on that." They can't. Right. But you right. you don't you don't got a, a, a Rolls Royce key or a Bentley key, so how how are you boycotting? Right, right. Yeah, we gotta do better, people. Black people. Last before we get out of here, do you got any uh, time for uh, Tristan <laughs> Tristan Thompson? Or- <laughs> yeah, Tristan can't. Maybe he just don't care to be part of that. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. The reports were saying he had, like, a Valentine's party um, at Jordan Clarkson's Beverly Hills house or something like that. Um, Guest list only, mostly single people, no cell phones allowed. Um, But they were saying he was very overly sexual. A lot of sexual energy exchanged with a few girls at that party. One of them being Jordan Woods. Uh, uh, niggas on the Joe Budden podcast said Tristan cheating like LeBron still in These niggas is dead last. These niggas are the last dead last in the Eastern Conference, and you out here cheating with. Kylie's best friend. 
Now, as like what? If you're a Kardashian, do we got smoke for Jordan, or is it on site for her? Definite smoke for Jordan. Like yo, her and Kylie have a makeup line together. Like she's she's been Kylie's best friend for like years since they were like kids. Like she's not just some new come around girl. Like she's been a part of that family for a long time. Kylie's probably going to dissolve that part of the business for like ten million dollars or something. But that it, it's so crazy to me, and I know we like make jokes out of it, and you know the Kardashians are a very easy punchline. But I'm sure Kylie's hurting all of this too. Like she lost her best friend. Do you think Jordan plays the over some dick? He came on to me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you have to remove yourself from that situation. You know what it is. You're a part of that family. Kylie is your best friend. They look at you as a little sister. So do whatever you have to do to get out of that. Yo, I'm at the house. Tristan is OD and like I'm leaving. I don't like. I don't understand why she would even. Why she would even put herself in a position to where she would compromise. Like I don't. I don't get it. Like you were set. She was living in Kylie's house. Damn. And she out of there. Larsa Pippen was like, she gonna have to find somewhere to go. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure is not gonna mind like oh, you, oh, ten million dollars. You that's all you want from whatever we gotta do to yeah. get you out your contract. Here, yeah, take it. Yeah, on your way. Yeah, yeah. That's really. Sad. I feel, I really feel bad for Kylie because they really are close. I watched that Kylie Life of Kylie, whatever it was called, a couple years ago, and Jordan was a part of the show. Like everywhere Kylie goes, Jordan is always there. She was living with her. I don't know if she moved into the new house because Travis, like, they bought the house together. So I don't know if, they, if she moved into that one. But I'm pretty sure she was staying there most of the time. Like, she didn't have nothing else really going on. Tristan. I know she was supposed to be, like, a model or something, and she would get a few gigs here and there. Tristan's a dirty but, nigga. <laughs> no, that nigga is dirty. You a dirty nigga. Dirty, yo. Like, you got caught cheating before, on camera, motorboating. In the freaking hookah lounge, like why you motorboat? Why you motorboat in the hookah lounge? Like what's wrong with you? She took you back. You know, y'all got a kid together. Like, bro, do your best. Do your best. Like, niggas, that, like that's not cool anymore. Like, being an NBA guy running around cheating, you're like that's not really cool. Like, it's cool to have a fan. Look at LeBron. Look at D Wade. Look at Carmelo. Like, he messed up and he was. He was ousted for two years almost. He got his wife and his kid back. Like, with Chris Paul. It's not really cool to be out here, you know, slinging your dick to anybody that'll take it, especially your your girlfriend's sister's best friend. Like, you're a loser. Yeah. Tristan, Tristan, if you're listening, you're not a friend of the show. If you're listening, fam. That was yeah, he about to go in the last year of that contract. He better hope and pray he do something. Nobody has. He ain't really making that much noise. Ain't nobody looking to get from that money that 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 LeBron got him four years ago. Like so, you high up now because you getting a few M's, 
your contract is pretty nice now. But it, it's just but a few. It's, not, it's, it's nothing. It's, like, it's just a few. I think he gets like $20 million. That's just a few. Nigga, Mikado in, uh, for the Padres <laughs> just got a $300 million contract. That's 300 Check the, check the number. But damn. Damn, Jordan. Oh, yeah, he gets 64, 64, 6, 16. 16, 4. 16.4. This year, is that was that spread over? That was his contract. That was his contract, five-year, 82 million. Oh, all right. Well, I hope he put some of that aside for child support, player, because... Yeah, yeah. So next season he'll that's it that's his last year. Dang, Tristan. But uh yeah, Tristan is yeah. Got him up out of here. Uh Jordan reportedly she went back home to her mom. Uh to live a regular Cali girl life. After being a jet setter, Fam. concert goer, like Kardashian insider. Kylie Jenner makeup kit owner, like you just do all of that away. See, this is why I don't understand, nigga. But Tristan Dick, if you're close enough to like, not to say that there's a lot of families that have like elite status next to them, but if you have the pleasure of being connected to that and then starting a business because yep. you're that connected, family, yep. you gonna throw all that away for it? Yeah. Yeah. And Kylie probably looking at Travis like, you too? <laughs> he like, uh, nah, you got to go, Jordan. You can't be trusted. You got a lot of black men walking around, walking around these parts. We understand that we ain't black and, you know, they might be tempted. And you got to go. You got to go, sweetie. Kardashian women are black men's kryptonite, apparently. Go back to go back to Chino Hills with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that story is crazy. Do you got a show? Um, I got one that I want to talk. Uh, it's going to frame a conversation for another time, but I got one. I have a movie. Oscars are coming up Sunday, and um, Black Clan Black Klansmen with uh. Directed by Spike Lee with Denzel son, yes. I actually started What's his name? John? I don't know his name. I just know John Washington or something like that. David Washington something. Yeah. Uh, That's a really good that's a really good movie, so Yeah. Are you liking it so far? What what, did you fall asleep? No, I I turned it off because I was going to fall asleep on it. Um because I started watching it like two o'clock in the morning. So and I think it was like, oh. this is like two hours and change. So I was like, it's oh. long. It's long. It's really good. Well, Black Klansman, um, I'll finish that. Uh, my show is uh, Whitney. If you Whitney? Whitney. Whitney. It's, a, it's like a mini doc on Whitney Houston. Um, I believe it's on Hulu. Why do they keep documenting Whitney Houston? Nah, fam. This one was actually really, really good. Really? It, that's what. Last I, one I saw was on Showtime. No, 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 no. That was 
there's a lot of them out. This one, I think, is, I'm going to say, not accurate, not, but it's the most genuine because it doesn't paint her to be this angel. Mm. Okay. It doesn't paint her to be this angel that Bobby Brown ruined, but um, you, you... They say that she introduced the crack to Bobby. I don't know if that point was brought up in this Whitney doc, but you get that side of it where you get to see where she was uh, angelic and every bit worth a hundred million dollar contract that she got. And then like the downfall. But that's my, I, I want to get into a conversation with that when you, when you watch it, but Whitney. Yeah, I would definitely watch that tomorrow. I love Whitney. Yeah, it messed me up because it automatically played the Michael ja- uh, a Michael Jackson doc right afterwards. I was like, I can't do this. What y'all doing to me? <laughs> but are yeah. you preparing yourself to cancel Michael Jackson? No, I'm not. I'm, because that document that, that came out at um, the Sundance Film Festival is one sided. They didn't interview one person. <laughs> no, I, absolutely not. Yeah, I can watch a doc if you shitting on somebody in your favor. Nah, I'm cool. They're saying it's overwhelming evidence it's, that he was molesting those kids. Fam, it's one-sided. They only spoke to those people. <laughs> they didn't speak to nobody else that said or said, Mike never touched me. Nah. Nah. Oh, man. But that's why I that's said, gonna be fun when that comes out. That's why I said the this this Whitney thing on Hulu, this joint, um, it, it's the yeah, it, it's direct and and it's not sugarcoating it. It's giving you. Um, Did they talk about the girlfriend, the possible girlfriend that was? Yep. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll be watching that tomorrow. Yeah. So that joint. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to finish Black Klansman. Uh, get your excuses ready for Monday because no one wants to be at work. Who does? Uh, just Yeah, I'm calling out. Yeah, yeah I think he's got to call out. Um, I don't know if you can call team out. Call, team call out. Either team call out or uh, <laughs> check your sick days now in advance. Nigga get Top sick. of the year. Yeah, you, they, right, they got refreshed. Nigga. Ball out with your sick days. Ball out. Spin them joints. Well, that's all I have. See you niggas next time. Heard that. Oh. Yes, sir.